I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. He does like a year roundup. He's like, this year, I feel like I'm half attracted to girls and half attracted to guys. And I was like, ah, just be attracted to girls. <laughs> Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It's me, Eric Williams, and happy Pride, y'all. It is our Christmas. Well, I guess Christmas is really super gay, but it's our other Christmas. This week, we have Dylan Adler on the podcast. You've seen him go viral on the internet. He is a musician, an impressionist, and young, which you'll find out. I do want to tell you, this week has been hell am i is it okay to say it, we freddie our new dog is thriving truly but it feels like having a newborn child and he's not a baby i don't know how you people have newborn babies but i want to have them one day but now i'm second guessing it <laughs> on top of having a newborn baby slash one-year-old puppy matt tested positive for covid the day after we got him so it's been kind of an emotional roller coaster been really nervous about Matt, but he is fortunately slowly improving. And as a hypochondriac, I've been worried for me. <laughs> so I have been ho- sleeping horribly, but I truly feel like the worst is over. And now we get to just enjoy our Pride Month, have a hot, slutty summer, and hopefully wear some really cute shirts. Once this gay as podcast merches in, we did do the voting for Merch Madness, and I have the final designs chosen. I'm going to reveal them on the gay as podcast Instagram because I'm waiting for the first shirt to come in just to make sure I can vet it, make sure it's as cute as I want it to be. Once I have that, I will put the official website up for you to purchase with the final selects for who made you gay in addition to the other shirt that is cute AF. Now, trigger warning for this week's episode, I did record with Dylan a couple weeks before I recorded with Greg from last week, but there's some weirdly similar topics discussed, including Lin-Manuel Miranda, which makes sense because Dylan has an incredible impression of him, and of course, the movie Moana. So enjoy the crossover, and also Dylan gives us a little taste of his impression on this episode. We have some incredible guests for Pride Month, so do me a big favor, tell someone you love about this podcast, and as a gift for Pride, could you leave us a five-star review? view it would just mean the world saying why you like this podcast and of course follow along on the instagram at gay ass podcast and spread the love dylan adler's episode is coming up you should follow him enjoy his videos and enjoy this gay ass podcast on this gay ass pride month
am a fan a big oh my god that that really means a lot thank you very much eric i'm a fan of yours i think you're so funny oh my god i just Mm. i'm I'm tingling um thank you for coming on that's a gay ass podcast this podcast loves to have people just like you and i feel like you are already home and i hope you know that you you are welcome supported and you belong here I feel belonged. I feel supported. I feel welcomed. I feel, it's the triple threat. I feel the triple threat here. So would you consider yourself a triple threat? Do you tap dance? Do you sing? <laughs> Do you act? That's my question. Um, I'm a triple threat in that I'm gay, annoying, and biracial. Oh! So I think that's, no, I don't know. Just kidding. No, um, no that is, that uh, is yeah. triple threaty. That is the triple threat that and they talk I about. I famously have always wanted three talents, but I only have two, which is being gay and annoying. But I feel like could, <laughs> could, a, ha- could a half of the talent be... Does just Jewish give me half talent? <laughs> I'm actually half Jewish. Are you? Are you Jewish too? I'm full Jew. I oh, think you're I, full Jew. I think I knew you were Jewish as well, which is why we have so much to unpack just emotionally. Yes, um, we do. We do. We do. Um, how are you doing with being Jewish? Are you okay, babe? I'm a, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> how are you holding um, in? Oh, wait, yeah, is that a devastating I'm question? To, in. How, how, is that, what a sad question! Just every time you see a Jewish person, how are you holding up? You okay? so how are you doing? How are you holding up with being Jewish? The intergenerational trauma, the really small gene pool, Ashkenazi. You know, yeah, the shtetl, the shtetl business. Oh, we're still the not over business. it. Truly, when I when I interviewed, I forget who it was. We were talking about like why we have stomach issues and why there are so many things physically, and it's just like the inbreeding in the shtetls was the answer. And yes, I was like, oh, that, yes. That's, that's dark. That's dark. Dark, it's dark, it's dark. And, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with being, you know, Jewish and stuff. But, like, I honestly have, like, felt like I've done, like, trips and I've taken psychedelics and I've literally gotten contact with ancestors and intergenerational healing and, and trauma what? stuff. I know, it's really kind of crazy. Wait, Dylan, this is, I am so becoming obsessed with that type of thing. It might be because I live in LA now where I'm like, I'm feeling like I need to become a monster. But I, <laughs> so wait, have you, wait, what happens during these trips? I want to know everything. Oh my God. So basically it was so funny. My friend came to a show that I did and then she recommended this treatment that she did because like she was um, healing from things and trauma stuff and nothing was really working. And she told me about this and I was like, wow, this seems like really, I felt like really called to it. I felt like everything she was saying, I felt like drawn to it. So it's called Bufo and it's like DMT. It's a psychedelic. And I did it in a hotel room where Janis Joplin used to live. At the Chelsea naturally, hotel. naturally. Absol- I mean, like that was the least crazy part of the whole experience, <laughs> honestly. That was the most normal part. And when you say there Bufo, two- is it like B-U-F-F-O? F-O. B-U-F-O. Okay, thank you. Continue. So basically I smoked it and then my ego died. You know, like my sense of identity completely sure. evaporated. Wow. You know, and, and then like it and then the journey began and I got in contact with like lineage and ancestors and you know, messages from those who passed and it was very intense. I cried, I laughed. Any messages that stayed with you that you got some meaning from? Yes, yes, I did. And it just kind of, it was like, 
not to get into like too specific, but it was it was like on the message of intergenerational trauma, truly from my Jewish side, and like how it is pa- it is literally like passed down. There's studies about it, how like that trauma is passed down and how I'm on this healing journey and I'm on the right path. It was more validating about like my purpose and like what I want to do in this life and the message I want to send. I am not fucking with you, Dylan. I'm like getting tears in my eyes because I'm thinking about like it makes so much sense about like why we have certain struggles. And like I've really talked about on this podcast a bunch about kind of having big struggles in the past year. And I think there is something to be said for the strength that people have to be able to walk through the world with the trauma from our ancestries and Uh continue to like honor the difficulties of this world while honoring the ones of the past and still trying to do our gosh darn thing. And Dylan, I want to try this psychedelic. I am I will send you a link Eric. I will literally send you a link. It's it's a very intense but like literally it's it's like it was a powerful like reset experience that I How long really did how long did the did. like trip last? The trip lasted an hour. So basically the most intense part and pretty much you're like a little bit unconscious during it. Mm-hmm. And you can remember parts of it, but you feel it still for, like, two weeks after. Holy shit. And, like, you try to, like, integrate what you learned on the trip and the journey. And it was, yeah, it was just kind of validating about purpose stuff and what I want to do and the the, the things I want to say and message I want to send. So, Well, because I'm Jewish, I need to ask this question, which is, are there physical side effects? Will this hurt my tummy? How did you do? (laughs) Oh my God. So basically, the day before the psychedelic trip, they asked to not eat that much. It was like, basically, you should fast. And I was like, yeah, I can do this. Slay. (laughs) But then I was like, so hungry. I was like, it, I'm gonna eat and so like I ate a shit ton but the best you you have to like fast so it's like your body is kind of cleansed and mm. doing breathing exercises and then you do it and then like and then you can like eat but you know what the crazy thing was like after I did it I had like prosciutto in the fridge and I couldn't will myself to eat it because I'm like your Jewish ancestors it's too no, because it's like these, they're, they're here. It's there. It's human meat. No, no, because of, because, no, 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 no. Because like, I felt like this is so woo woo, but I'm like, this is so living. And it's like, it's like almost like I'm biting into my own arm. Like it was oh. too close. It was like, I couldn't like, like you needed like a vegetable. I or... needed a vegetable. I needed a vegetable. I thought it was because it wasn't kosher. But also, probably, I was also not kosher. Also, oh my god, my brain went. Let's cut that out. But it was um, <laughs> le- uh, let's cut that out. Um, but it was like not kosher too. But also, I was like, this is a living thing. I mean, it makes a lot of sense though that literally your great 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 grandmother was like, "Don't you dare touch that prosciutto, you fucking don't you bum. dare touch the prosciutto. It's not kosher." Exactly, Go have a exactly. bagel and shmia, or if you're hungry, <laughs> have a cracker as a snack. Um, exactly, exactly. Did they have bagels in the shuttles? 
I would hope so. I don't. I don't know. Is that too niche of a title for this episode? Did they have bagels in the shadows? <laughs> I think it is perfectly the kind of thing that'll draw people in. Like, I, what the people, fuck? people have been buzzing, wondering about the bagels in the shadows. Um, <laughs> if you were living yes. in the year fifteen oh four, and you ordered mm-hmm. a bagel from your local bagelry, what flavor yeah. are you getting? Oh my god. If I ordered a local bagel and the year is 1501, I would probably, you know, get a lemon drop bagel or maybe like a um a, a millet bagel. Oh. A rice bagel. No, I get a rice bagel. Okay, what good, what type of cream cheese goes on a rice bagel? I'm not sure if cream cheese goes on a rice bagel. I'm trying to think. I think, uh, like, maybe something with soy sauce would be yummy. Mm. I've done, like, a little bit of that. I've done, like... There have been, there's... like, um types of cream cheeses that... What the fuck is the word I'm thinking of? That is... This is so embarrassing that I'm... When you have sushi, the green. What is it? Oh, yeah, wasabi. Like a wasabi um, cream cheese. Like, there, I've had... Yeah, there is that... It was gorgeous. I had a gorgeous wasabi cream cheese and what yeah. on a rice bagel with some soy sauce. I don't know. Is that insane? Wow, that sounds delicious. I that think it really like does. Literally, it's just everything my heritage is. In addition, <laughs> speaking of heritage, something else we have in common besides the Judaism and the uh, trauma is uh, we both have twins. <gasps> Oh my god, I thought you were about to say we're both Japanese. I'm like, what? <laughs> but I'm like, Eric, we're both you you're both you're a twin too? No, I'm Japanese. No, I have a twin. <laughs> I have a twin as well. Um he's not gay though, which is like Oh, we oh, love oh, that they're mowing outside my window. We love her. Um, yeah, I mm-hmm. have a twin. Um, he is not gay, though. You posted that video that was of your gay twin performing an oboe recital in drag. And mm-hmm. can I just yes. tell you that your twin is the moment. What's your twin's name again? His name is Max. I will confirm he is the moment. He is really, like, during that senior recital, he's like the first person at that school or even like I don't know like ever at like as an oboe to like do it in drag and he played so beautifully and I was just super super proud of him like we were such shy we were so shy in the closet in high school and like I think I'm really proud of how we've like branched out and like he's fully like um he vogues and like you know i'm i'm just very proud dylan and max just the most gorgeous set of gay twins you've ever seen so that (laughs) begs the question then when you both came out was it uh, around similar times or was one person significantly before the other so the way the first person so how we came out, we were in high school and we we were at a friend's house and a friend of ours had come out as trans mm-hmm. and we were so on the way home, we were like so in awe and how brave, at, like at her bravery. And then I like kind of have, I mentioned, I was like, honestly, like the most porn I watch is of guys. And he was like, same. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So like, we're gay (laughs) like i guess like we're gay now i have to come out soon he was the first person like i ever told that i was gay and he was like samesies so 
That's how I, that's how that came to be. Oh my god, I'm like really breathing that in to think about how organic it was on a car ride home. Yeah, I know. I tend to watch guy porn. Oh yeah, I do too. And I'm, oh, are you gay? Yeah, yeah. Gay. we're gay. Okay, you want to get McDonald's? I know. It was I, exactly. It was truly like that. Was everyone now? Like I wasn't. I don't remember being nervous at all telling him because also like at a moment like he told me like in in sophomore year he was like i feel <laughs> he does like a year roundup he's like this year i feel like i'm half attracted to girls and half attracted to guys and i was like ah, just be attracted to girls <laughs> like um are you kidding me put that um, back in your mouth you can't say that out loud i cannot believe you said that <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah uh we so basically like I feel like we both knew like we like deep but like it was like kind of the admittance and like I would watch gay porn all the time but then I would like watch it 10 times in a row then like watch one straight porn where I was just watching the guy and be like well I guess I'm just curious that answers that that answers that. I guess I'm just exploring. But I guess, like, it was, like, admitting, like, I'm like, no, like, I'm definitely, I'm gay. And then Max is like, I'm gay. And that was, like, the least nervous I was telling. Because when I was telling my parents and, like, we had to come out, we came out as a duo pretty much to every single person. Way that is such a unbelievable journey that most gay people, queer people, do not get that luxury of. I know. I I. Yes, that's sisters, true. Sisters, sisters, we are both homosexual <laughs> exactly, sisters. Exactly, exactly, exactly. We, um, that's how we did it. We I, did I, it I envision you both uh, doing a monologue verbatim at the same time. Hi, we'd like to tell you some news. And you're both saying it like <laughs> scary twins. Um, what was your parents' reaction when you both came out at the same time? So actually, my brother came out before me two weeks earlier, and oh. then I came out afterwards, and I was so nervous for that one for some reason. But then they were, I mean, like, I'm, me and my brother were very lucky because they were very accepting about it. And I'm very fortunate. I'm, it might be because, like, I'm from the Bay Area, which is a fairly liberal mm-hmm. place, and um, they were they were accepting of it. And honestly... Me and my brother came out like as a as a package to pretty much like all of our relatives and our friends and family, and we were very fortunate because they were like every we we didn't have like a bad reaction. To- that is so makes me so happy to hear. I I. You yeah, know, the more people I talk to, when you hear the really tough stories, it of course hits so yeah. deeply because it's already such a difficult. It's already so hard. It's so to do. hard, and I think for people who have that support, is I think every single person who gets support never takes for granted how um, lucky and f- and grateful we absolutely. can be. Absolutely. What's so interesting to me is the like biology of gay twins of because there are mm. so many sets of There's twins so many. who are both mm-hmm. gay but for me i have a twin brother who is so straight who is so different from me i mean physically mm-hmm. emotionally are, we are still you guys what's that fraternal or yeah identical? very very fraternal he mm-hmm. and i essentially like biologically must be just like two siblings who just haven't been born at the same time but we still have the twin connection in the way of like well the other day we were talking we were facetiming and 
something sort of serious came up and he asked me a question and I wasn't really ready to like give the full scoop. And and so we just kind of silently stared at each other and I made some faces and like kind of like made a funny face and then he kind of laughed. And I feel like we had a full conversation without saying anything. And that to me is like that twin thing of you've gone through your entire lives together uh, through some very formative experiences. And even though we are so different, that connection has still withstood the big differences between us, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I love that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you. I, I and I feel lucky to to have him, especially because there could have been a case where we were so different and then just like drifted apart and he was like, What the fuck are you doing with your life? And I'm like, What the fuck are you doing with mm-hmm. yours? But I think, you know, there's there's like a very there's a definite respect between us. And I do always wonder though when I talk to a Jewish twin, bar mitzvah <laughs> themes have to come up. Were you bar mitzvah? I wasn't. I went to a bunch, but I always wanted a bar mitzvah. Okay, so this is a gorgeous one. opportunity then. So if you were to have a bar mitzvah theme, what do you think it would have oh, been? my God. Okay, so <laughs> I'm trying to be realistic with how I was when I was 13. Yeah. When I was 13, I had no personality, and all <laughs> I wanted was to be cool and straight and have a girlfriend. That was, like, my thing. Sure. So... I think my theme, I'm trying to think, would have been something like <laughs> Fast and Furious. I don't know. <laughs> something really bad. And then you something and your brother like, walk in. One of you has Fast in the back of your shirt. Your brother has Furious in the back of his. And then he's like Furious. We're Fast and Furious. And welcome and furious. to you. And then all of a sudden, like, pyrotechnics go off. And it's the most straight barment so you've ever seen. And we both do, like, backflips and then tap dance. About. Um, Wait, can he also backflip? Yes, we both did gymnastics. We So we did literally everything together. We did, we did like, all the same sports. We loved all, We have all the same interests. So he can also do a backflip, yes. How long did you do? I did gymnastics because I'm gay. It wasn't because I was good at it. It was just because I enjoyed the, oh my God. the performance of it. What, how long did you do gymnastics for? I did it. Okay, so I did it from when I was six to like when I was 14. But then I transferred into like tumbling and tram- like trampoline later. Oh my God, that's so fucking we- cool. I know. It was fun. It was like my favorite sport I've ever I ever did, honestly. When I say that gymnastics is gay, are you offended? No, it's so gay. Okay. <laughs> Wait, how can I no, it's so gay. It's so gay. And then Max and I, when we were both in college, we did diving, which is the gayest sport. And the hottest sport, the I would say. It's a pretty yeah, I'll say so. I'll say that too. We both competed against each other in college because we were in the same division. I was Shut. at NYU. My brother was at Rochester University, and we literally competed against each other. It's like the competition doesn't stop. Well, A, I cannot wait for that TV show. B, I also went to NYU, but I'm probably 12 years older than you. Oh, my God. I graduated 2012. When did you graduate? Uh, 2018. This has been so much fun. Oh my god, that is so fucking sad for me. Um, I was, yeah, I well, that doesn't even matter because we were literally like <laughs> a, a decade apart. Um, I cannot imagine being on the NYU fucking diving team. You're surrounded by like the gayest, hottest, like it's very gay. I was one of four gay men on that team. Well, the question needs to be asked: Did you ever have an orgy with all four of them? 
Ugh, I kind of wish, honestly. I feel like I look back and I'm like, Ash, why didn't we not have an orgy? If you had had an orgy, would you have um, wanted to top and bottom, just top, just bottom, or just um, do no penetration? On that, At that time, I honestly would have preferred just like a little hand blowjobs. I think just blowjobs all around. Blowjobs, handjobs, just a little like team jerk. Team jerk sounds like just what the doctor ordered. <laughs> this is team bonding, sluts. You know, like <laughs> that's NYU team bonding is a circle jerk. NYU a- <laughs> diving team bonding is a circle jerk to uh, I don't know Johnny Rapid or something, and we're all just kind of like in the hotel room. Like this is the day before like the uh, season championship. It's the inauguration when you become a senior, of course, with consent. If you want to do the senior tradition, you all. Suck each other to completion. <laughs> Honestly, I wish. I wish there were a lot of hotties. There were oh a lot of wow, that is such a fantasy of mine. Well, listen, I I want to get into a famous <laughs> podcast question, Dylan, which yes, is yes, Dylan yes, Adler. Yes. Whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe? There's so many people. You know, I was thinking about it before, and I think it has to do with. <laughs> Eddie Thomas from That's So Raven was pretty was pretty big for me, I will say. I will say. I thought he was really hot. Wait, Eddie Thomas from That's So Raven. First of all, yes. That's So Raven was huge for me. I think huge. Raven Simone. Huge for me. Raven Simone is not only so funny, she herself is queer, which I think is maybe... She herself is queer. And I think so, but Eddie Thomas is not... So for anyone who doesn't remember, Eddie Thomas was the, like, best friend. He was the best friend. He played basketball. Yes. He was, like, kind of silly. He was kind of, you know, airheady sometimes. Also, before we get into Eddie, we also need to throw homage to... uh, Annalise Vanderpool. Annalise Vanderpool. Who, as Chelsea, I think statues should be erected in her honor, not only because (laughs) of her bitsy bitsy spiders on that that's a raven but also she played Belle in beauty and the beast on broadway she, she did, did. A, she is a, a gorgeous singer i've also heard stories that she, she is. is oh wait a minute i have a story dylan <gasps> oh my god i haven't thought about this in years and so Please i'm gonna make sure finish. i get it right so so annalise vanderpool famously has done theater and i was at a bar in new york with a bunch of friends and one of my friends had sung in a concert with her and so annalise vanderpool was at the bar she walks by and my friend is like oh my god hi um and before like she could even say like she knows her from something annalise was just assuming she was a fan and so i think she was essentially kind of like do you want a picture and it was like devastating (laughs) devastating and i i was watching the entire like i was a part of this conversation and it was just like like the the ice oh in my glass my. was tinkling. We we're just like, ding, ding, this is so. I mean, it was tr- <laughs> one of the most tragic interactions I've ever seen. I'm not saying that she was rude or anything like that. She just like was so in her own world, not knowing that she had actually known this yeah. person. And <laughs> I think my friend was like, that is I don't so think funny. she knew who I was. And I was like, babe, she had no idea. Um, but we, we say that <laughs> knowing that Annalise That's is really funny. a busy girly. Um, so about about Eddie, was it like? the crush of it all the bits of it all what was it about him i think 
I had a crush. I had a crush. And also he had a gorgeous voice too. Do you remember when they all got together and sang the circle of life? When they did like their little Disney mania cover. Oh, was he, the like, Disney mania. Super, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you yeah. remember the Disney mania? And a lot of them would sing songs from, because um, a lot of the Disney stars sang a song on a bunch of tracks, right? Yes, yes. So uh, you are also uh, attracted to the voice. <laughs> I just remembered this. Okay, so a, a little bit. We're getting like really into it, if that's okay. Sure, please. But is that okay? Okay, so basically like my mom had like this like, you know, like vibrating massaging thing that she'd use for her back for pain. But when I was six, I'd use it for, you know, masturbation. <laughs> so wait, is this okay? Is this oh, okay? more than okay. okay. Okay, so basically, <laughs> wait. When you I'm were so six, you would use it for masturbation. I am. Is that crazy? Like, it's not I crazy. Like, it's, I, it's just advanced. You were a, a girl before her time. I guess I was a girl before her time. I was already very a horny six-year-old, so I would like lock myself in my room and like do that. But uh, the thing that I used for like porn as like inspiration was the Disney Channel Mania <laughs> sing where they would sing their songs and like all the different hot like like the even Stevens guy would sing some of us live with our troubles and then Eddie's like some of us live with our scars so basically that's the image of that is what i was using Okay, um, Republicans are right. We need to end Disney. Everyone, I, they you're right, are. You're right. Completely... Actually, Disney is. Don't say gay. Actually, I will. Say. You know what? Let's um, not say gay. Let's not say gay. Yeah, they are. Gay. Actually, they are grooming oh six-year-old boys to masturbate to their heroes on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I Dylan, know. that is so brave Wait, of you sorry. to say. I'm is so that brave glad. Of me to I'm say it? Wait, so... should I have said that? You I've... should have, and you're gonna. Ch- I think you're gonna help a lot of young people out there who are also using showerheads to Disney soundtracks. When you were <laughs> six, I'm going to assume you did not produce a liquid, no. or did you? No, okay, no, okay, no, okay. no. You weren't that no. biologically advanced. I wasn't. I wasn't. But I was hot for the Disney Channel stars and their voices. Of course. I would just listen to the soundtrack and do that. And I guess it just goes to show that I am attracted to talent. And that's first and foremost. You actually yeah. are, you have good taste is what that is. Yes, I, yes. The, the, the chokehold that Disney soundtracks had on us, I don't know, one of my gayest memories from, I guess this was probably around middle school, is the Tarzan Broadway production came out. <gasps> and oh, yeah. Josh Strickland, I think is his name, played Tarzan, who he famously has the voice of like, if you weren't, weren't to see a picture of him, you would think he was, I would say a black woman. I mean, there's just such a, soulfulness mm. and like uh-huh incredible range and he sang on the t- he was tarzan on broadway and i would listen to that cast recording over and over he uh-huh. also had a hairy torso which if anyone listens to this know that that's like sort of a thing and he um that music and then of course going to the phil collins original and the movie yeah. i think tarzan mm. the the music don't stop you crying It'll be, and also just the dramatization <laughs> of the Broadway production was oh, so fucking gay. Uh, it was like almost laughably very gay, very gay. <laughs> but I, I actually didn't even mean to make that segue. But I, we're going to talk more about that's a Raven and the, and the Disney stuff. But because I know you are a, a theater gay as well, I want to know yes. um, a. 
I know people always ask, like, what shows did you do? But were there any, like, were you listening to cast recordings growing up? I honestly wasn't as exposed as other theater kids, I would say, Mm -hmm. to musical theater until I went to college. And that's where I really, like, fell in love and got obsessed. But I was, like, in high school, I played the pit band. I was, like, trumpet number two for Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, Little Shop is so good. I love it. the music. Alan Menken, one of my literal heroes. Mm. Um, so when you were at NYU at about when, about two weeks ago, did you? What were the um? What were the Broadway shows or the things that you were exposed to that was like? I, I I'm just so curious because we were there at different yes. different decades. What um? <laughs> what what were the shows that you were introduced to in college? So basically, okay, I, I don't want to because some theater people think it's hack but i mean honestly the show that really like did it for me wicked i saw with my mom oh yeah who was your do you remember who your alphabet was i i'm trying to find her because you will you'll find her she changed my fucking life she was brunette i have a picture she had green skin um i had green skin (laughs) yeah she wore this like long black frock um exactly i want and I genuinely mean this. We're going to stay in touch regarding R.E., the alphabet that you... Uh, we're going to find out who she was. We're going to reach out to her. And I I just need this to be something that we that we have, like, an epilogue about, please. I would literally... I'm, like, tearing up thinking about it because, like, so gay. But, like, literally, like, that show, like, after seeing it, the music was so poignant. And, and like, I loved the story and I loved... I love Stephen Schwartz. Like I just love Stephen Schwartz's music. I love his music. I love yeah. I love the way he writes theater. I love Pippin too. Pippin was one of the first shows I saw too. And so I just fell in love with musical theater after seeing that. And I just dove into like seeing like listening to cast albums and then mm. I like and then I like tried to write musical theater songs and then like I met a lot of like vocal performance people in my major because I was majoring in music composition. So I ma- I met like vocal performance people like do you know Kuhu Verma? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yes, yes, she was like my year. So like we met each other and she sang one of the first songs that I wrote, and it was like an amazing experience. I'm like, someone's so t- and Emily James, who's fucking amazing. Dylan, like they we're sung gonna, my song and I, I'm like we're gonna make a song together because I'm a musical theater queen yes. as well. And this is <gasps> I know this is gonna be such a gorgeous moment. I am um, fucking lose. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I also am obsessed with not only your musical theater songs you do, but the Lin-Manuel uh, made on uh, impression. <laughs> and I have a question yes. for you. Because Lynn yes. Manuel Miranda, I think, is a polarizing figure. Does mm-hmm. your impression come from a place? You know what? I'm not going to lead the question. I'm going to ask you. From what place ab- does the impression come? It comes from absolute love and obsession with Lynn. I I love, you know, I know that he's a polarizing figure, but I truly like, I, I love him so much. And I love everything he's done. I love what he's done for theater and how he's given so many opportunities to people of color. He is a, He has given so many opportunities to like very talented, like young actors. And yes. I just think he, it's incredible. And it's like what he, what the shows he's like, he's written are very groundbreaking and you don't hear that kind of music and that those kinds of casts on Broadway, like fucking ever really. And I'm just like, I'm really, I really, really love him. And I think he's so talented and like one of the, like, and I think there are a lot of criticisms of like some casting things and about Mm. things that are very valid. But I think, when I think about him and like his effect on me, when I like how inspired I felt listening to the kind of music he puts out there and his artistry, and I'm just truly inspired. And he's, he's truly like one of my inspirations and like people who I really admire. And he's definitely, it's out of absolute love. So you definitely, would you say that he is an unbelievable musical genius, creative genius who just happens to sometimes be a little annoying? (laughs) sure sure and you know what i think a lot of people are hating on him for being like what's the word they're using what's it's like like earnest i was gonna say earnest cringy yeah like earnest or yeah 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 yeah. they're saying like that or like earnest or like that he like openly tries super hard or something oh here's here's my thing because i want to tell you when i saw in the heights on broadway i saw it i think like either in previews or right after it opened and i was i mean so like i was changed for good babe i was just like so obsessed with the show and yeah and like the 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 different people we were seeing on stage and the different story the music there are never those stories in music it was and i i walked away from that being like literal like 18 year old 17 year old with my mom and i was like this is gonna win the tony for best musical mom and then when they did my Mm -hmm. mom was like eric you you said that and i was like i told you bitch i just i loved (laughs) the show and of course Actually, I just had like a memory pop up that like many years ago I saw Hamilton. We had won the lottery off Broadway for the f- after fourteen at the public. At Are the public, serious? we saw it. We did the lottery fourteen times until we won, and it was 
actually like really depressing. Like, can you imagine going to the public theater 13 times in a row to like, wow. you thought you were going to win the tickets and then you were, and then by the end of it, we were just like making dinner plans. We're like, we're doing the lottery. We're going to lose. We'll see you after. And then one night we had to be like, sorry, babe, we're canceling dinner. Have fun at That's good. Cara Mio Bien Beach because we're going to see Hamilton. <laughs> and then, um, and then of course, Hamilton is incredible. My mm-hmm. gripe with him right now is, I think, honestly, yes, the earnestness can be a little annoying, but like, I think I'm naturally kind of an earnest, cringe person. Me at too, heart. me too, me too, yeah, me too. I, I, but I think it's at the, at, the, at the depths of what we're all feeling, Dylan, if I'm being honest, is we're jealous. I think we're all. <laughs> I think I'm I mean, like, like, how dare you write this and then star in this and do this and and like some people say his voice isn't good enough, but like you know what he 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 played Hamilton and he sold it and I think I'm just fucking jealous. He sold it and I I think whenever when people talk about his voice when whenever I hear like recordings of him I think I like the emotion he conveys. I think he's like a very he has a very emotional voice that I like and also like. When I think about it and him, like, or like what a lot of people like say, like, oh my God, cringe, he's so earnest, he's such a tryhard. I'm like, I was the kid in high school who would like, who would like wait into, who would make the class, hold the class hostage to like ask a billion questions. Oh, or like, I would like, you know, like stay, like use every minute to like do the test. Like I would never finish a test early. I would like, and like make the class wait for me to finish do, the doing reading Dylan time. Adler like, is a famous tryhard. Of course. We love that. Yes. So it's like, I'm like, I was that kid in high school. Yeah. I yeah. was an earnest tryhard. <laughs> so like. I guess, like... You see yourself in him a little bit. Maybe. Yes, I think so. I think so. I also... I want to I wanna make sure to get this on record that I do have a small impression of Lin-Manuel Miranda that will not uh, uh, measure up to yours, but it's something my friends like to do when we talk about Moana because uh, this is a little bit of a grading part. He goes, We know the way! It's just a little, <laughs> a little strain, but I... No, but I will say, when I was watching Moana, I was in the store and I was like... The ocean sky, we know who we are, who we are. I'm like, wait, that took me out of it. And that's <laughs> and I'm out, and I'm, I'm out. Like, I'm like, I'm out of it. I was in the story, but now I just hear Lynn. <laughs> I will yeah. say when I was in the theater, I experienced that. <laughs> yes, and I have to say, as much as sometimes we were taken out of it, we when I watched Moana for the first time, that that movie like stabbed me in the throat and gutted me like oh, a fucking fish in the ocean. So I love, I mean, here's the part, here's my favorite part that I could lip sync to for and cry any day of the week. It's the part where she goes, <gasps> I know the part. I am a girl who loves her island. I am a girl who loves the sea. She holds me or whatever the fucking lyrics are. Yes, I just yes. like it's such a beautiful like like calmness amongst all the chaos and also if you just like I am the girl, I'm always like I'm sold. I'm the girl too. I am the girl too. <laughs> if a musical starts with I am the girl. It's like Tony. Tony. Give it to her. I Give it to her. It Tony. <laughs> the the musical is two seconds. I am the girl. Tony, blackout. <laughs> but we know how this is gonna go. I, I can already stop it. Stop the show already. Curtain call. <laughs> don't say. Don't say anymore. So besides that, so Raven, were there were there other Disney shows like that that sort of like shaped you, or even just any th- shows like around that era? 
Around that era, that's the Raven I would definitely say is the biggest one in class. I would like say, oh, snap. And like, my mom loved that's a Raven. Me, my mom, and my brother would literally just like watch that's a Raven because we loved it. Um, it's so good. Did you watch, um, was, did you watch Sister Sister ever? I didn't. I didn't. But I, oh, oh, I watched the Twitches. Remember the Twitches movie? I don't. This is a generational thing. Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> Wait, can you pitch it to me? Can you pitch the that movie to me? Oh, yeah. It was like a Halloween movie. And basically, the two twin sisters met each other. Like, they, um, they, uh, they were separated at birth, and then they met each other. And then they have, they have like, an evil uncle that they have to, like, defeat. But then their mom and dad are like king and queen. They're like biological mom and dad are like the king and queen of this like magical realm that they get get in contact uh, to. Okay, say the name of the movie again. Twitches. Twitches. It's two thousand five. Oh, it is T and Tamara. Okay, that. Yeah. How have I never seen this? Yeah. Well, it was like it might have been like a Halloween thing. Like it's like it comes. It only play. It played like specifically during Halloween time. You know what it is? Maybe it's because of the timing. Um of mm-hmm. th- wait it's like it's probably a little too recent like if i was y- younger sure. during that release i think i would have had the yeah. poster and would have been quoting it to you right now yeah 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 totally totally you just gave me a gift of a movie that i cannot wait to watch oh a tia Absolutely and tamara vehicle it. that i haven't you seen. have to watch it you have to watch it it's so good Okay, that is gorgeous. Um, I do want to get to another famous podcast question, which is Dylan Adler. If the world was ending and you could only save one character actress, who would you save? Oh my God, I love this question. I I would really save Margaret Cho. I really would save Margaret Cho. Such a good answer, especially because we're getting her in the Fire Island. In Fire Island? I can't wait to see that. I can't. Fucking wait to see it. Is it going to be in theaters? I'm going to... You know what? I think it might be. I definitely know it's going to be streaming. I think they announced that it's going to be on Hulu. I don't... Don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, in fact, just because I have the internet at my fingertips, I'm going to tell you that right now, yes, it's Fire Island official on Hulu, and it's Holy going shit. to be coming out on June 3rd, which is so soon. Oh my fucking God. It's perfect because it's right after AAPI and then right during Pride Month. Exactly. Oh, I can't it's, wait. I can't wait. I mean, especially like, do you? I, I don't mean to like make this a, a deep moment, but do you like, do you feel like as a gay Asian person watching the explosion of uh, Bowen, of Joel, of Margaret, of all of these people? Mm-hmm. Like, what is what does it mean to you to see that? I'm really happy, and I'm I'm really excited because it means like like I remember like. Seeing, I remember like starting comedy and like remembering like hearing Bo and Yang and Joel Kim Booster's like names and like well-established people. And now seeing where they are in their careers, it's like really inspiring and really exciting to kind of see that like he is a fucking movie coming out and Bo yes. and Yang is like like a staple of SNL yes. and like in every movie. It's like very, very really cool. And I and I really love their comedy so much. And- I do too. I think it also transcends of course so many different things that was not getting any visibility before of course totally uh, totally asian performers of course gay performers i think like watching people like matt bowen joel Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. jared goldstein um larry owens like 
uh, Jay Jerd and like all of these people who are so authentically themselves and gay as hell and putting that forward and then being uh, so many parts of it being celebrated. It is so inspiring. And it's one of the reasons why I think we are doing what we're doing because we, we are learning that it's possible. Yes. Yes. It is really fucking cool. And like it, and also like what I love is like all those people you named, they're like, they're so unique in their own way and they have their own like kind of style of comedy and performance that's Mm -hmm. like it's just like i love like seeing like you know each person is so has such a unique voice in themselves and it's like so beautiful to like see that too like their own style and rhythm yeah and i think uh, what i what comedy sometimes i think what is almost an obstacle sometimes is seeing people's individual voices and then starting to like i will sometimes start to doubt my own if i think what i'm doing isn't working enough so should i be more like someone else but i think constantly reminding yourself that actually the individual voice is what people gravitate Absolutely. towards and so i think definitely i think that's what i what gravitates me towards you too is because you are so you're you are so authentically yourself and so funny and like i i do want to reference one of my favorite things just so you can hear from me how much it, it meant to me and that is the um the staple view video of the bu- behind the scenes of the quick change oh wow thank you can you tell all of those people that and anyone listening who hasn't watched this video it's literally you will see like a shakespearean <laughs> style performance on stage and then and Dylan has come off yeah. to do a quick change, and there's like about 15 stagehands who are not <laughs> stopping putting different garments on you. Yes. And it's like, oh, it's yes. an hour long quick change, but it's done yeah. with such a straight face. And I think that it was it captured the drama of like, especially high school theater. And it's so <laughs> funny. Um, who who pitched the idea? And can you tell me the BTS of this TikTok sketch group? Absolutely. Like, what is going on? Absolutely. So we kind of had this idea, like as a group that we wanted to do a quick change video. Like we've seen, like we've seen like, like fun TikToks about like, see a real life quick change. So we wanted to do that, but it was like an ultimate fail kind of (laughs) like, so I asked to be like the person to be quick changed. And then we filmed it in like an hour and a half. Like it took like, just like not too long to film. So basically like one person was like, Oh, I want to put this on you. And then one like gray was like, I'll feed you this uh, juice. So it's like, you're getting juice. <laughs> and like, uh, and then like grace is like, I'll just put like makeup aimlessly on you. And gray's like, Oh, you fall on me. You should fall on me. And I'm like, oh, and yeah. it was like, it was like a beautiful, like collaboration of all these like ideas and, and minds. And then like, and then we said, he's like, then you have to go out and like, act like you, like you like did it. <laughs> Nailed it. And it was so much fun to film. And it was. Uh, is it is this group like TikTok sponsored? Like, what's the deal? So it's not, we're not TikTok sponsored, but we have like a, it's like a producer kind of got us all together oh. and wanted to kind of make like a sketch group that posts on TikTok and other platforms and it was from February to January to February. And I think it's going to continue in the summer in a, 
we'll see what iteration. Oh, what, I in love what iteration. that you're 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 trying to tease, but you can't say too much. I'm not quite because I actually don't know either. Like I'm, we're still like the whole cast is kind of waiting. But that um, is such a magical place to be, though, because you know we know so it's fun. good, and there is there needs to be a, a, another life for that. I can't wait for Staple View Point Two coming at you this Thank summer. You. Um, Thank I, you. I also have to get the BTS of the back handspring video really quickly <laughs> because it has like over yes. 13 million views of, on Twitter. The caption is, yeah. I was rejected from being a dancer at Universal. So I showed up to their first show. These three like poor performers put their little staffs down. <laughs> Dylan walks out, does a full back handspring. And I'm like, I, I, I can yeah. do that too. I can do that too. And then the I girl in the yeah, front yeah, yeah, yeah. row looks back at you like, what the in fuck the is front, going like, on? In the front, like in the bucket hat, like, who are you? Yeah, the, yeah, the, like the, um, the six-year-old in the bucket hat she is the moment as well it was like um she is the moment so uh, she is a cbs holding deal <laughs> she's literally up. she's literally getting a multi-picture she's yeah she's actually in fire island as like <laughs> she plays the um she's, she's in margaret cho's mom yeah a lot of age makeup <laughs> a lot of age makeup there. yeah a lot of you'd be surprised prosthetics <laughs> you'd be surprised what hollywood yeah. can do these days um yeah do you when you were getting like somehow quote unquote canceled for people being like this ain't everything ain't about you babe um yeah yeah were you you enjoying that discussion discourse or were you like how did it affect your psyche oh my god okay so it was the the word to describe it was like it was psychotic (laughs) crazy that's how it affected my psyche i was mostly laughing at it because i thought like Wait, people literally think that I auditioned, that I bought a ticket to Universal because I was rejected and did a backflip to show them. (laughs) Like, for real? Like, I thought it was, I was like mostly laughing at it, but there were times when it got insane, like crazy. And my DMs were just flooded with like clown, faggot, clown. But I'm like, I am a gay comic. So like, yes, I am a faggot clown. (laughs) Um, Yes. But then it was like crazy. And like, even like I could see the Twitter insights and like there like 12 million, like yeah, 13 million people saw it. And like 70 million people just saw the tweet itself. And so I like walked out onto New York and like there was someone who like pulled out. I was like just trying to like be at a cafe and like someone like pulled out their phone and started. I'm like, what the fuck? They started filming you? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck, bitch? Dylan, you're getting a taste of celebrity. (laughs) I guess. But it like kind of freaked me out a little bit. So I did like that. After that moment, I did spiral a little bit. But I think for the most part, I did laugh. Because it was just like a ridiculous, crazy, silly situation that people like really got so mad, like literally like vibrant, like it so struck fucking, some like, weird fucking chord with people because the second I saw chord. it, I knew it was a bit. I knew it was a brilliant bit. And then to see my favorite, my favorite response was someone said, white people got to make everything about I know themselves. exactly. White people got to make everything about themselves. Someone said, bestie, he's bestie, Asian. He's delete Asian, this delete quickly. This quickly. <laughs> and then, and then said, he was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I like, I love that. It's like, okay, you know what? I will. Which you know what? That actually, <laughs> it, 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 in all in in the big picture, that's actually a pretty good communication or discourse. Honestly, of like, I mean, honestly, like ad, ad, admit that you you, you were made wrong, safe, and then delete it quickly. I like also bestie. He's Asian. Like I love bestie, like he's bestie. Asian. I know we're all hating this person, but not for that reason. 
bestie, like, I get it, but, like, he's Asian. <laughs> you, you can hate him, just don't hate him because he's white, because he's not. Because he's actually not white. He's half, but not full. But it was, like, pretty... It was mostly funny to me that people were, like, getting psychotically angry over, like, a flip. You know what? At, at this point, I say this all the time, all press, babe. All press is good press because oh, you yes. you just, you did you did something that was funny and brilliant. And then if, if we're going to have people get mad about a literal fake scenario Lit. about a backflip, yeah. like, yeah, that's, that's going to be okay on, on my, on my watch. Yeah. And I, and I want to, and I want to yeah. congratulate you honestly for, for the engagement. <laughs> that is. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm ultimately happy it happened. <laughs> this is your uh, your Barbara <laughs> Walters interview. Makes me that much stronger. Makes, makes me work a little bit harder. harder. Makes me that much wiser. I was like just singing me. that. I was singing that over and over again while it was happening. Thanks for making me a fighter. And then it's a slow yeah. motion of that video over and over yeah, while that song like plays. The slow and then zooming in on the bucket hat girl. On the bucket hat girl, thanks for making me a fighter. Come on, Harmony. Yeah. Um, okay, so listen, we're almost out of time. So, Dylan, I think this is a match made in heaven between you and me. But before yeah, we is, say goodbye, it is, it is. I want to ask you, Dylan, a question you're not prepped for. What is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? Do you have an answer? Oh, my God. That is such a hard question because there are so many good ones. I just have to say, I think Color Purple, it's such a beautiful film. Dylan, a great answer. And I want to thank you for honoring your truth, especially because the movie is so iconic, but also the movie musical hopefully will be coming out in the next, I don't know, year or two. So... And the musical itself. And the musical itself. Unbelievable. Dylan Adler, thank you for coming on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. Where can people follow you? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Adler underscore, on Twitter at Dylan Adler 6, or on TikTok at Dylan Adler 7. Oh, twist. Basically, twist because a bunch of six teenagers from Aspen, Colorado, like took Dylan Adler before me. It's chill as they as as it does, but yeah, that that's where you can find me. Aspen is teeming with with uh teeming with Dylan Dylan Adler. What a star, Dylan. Thanks for coming on. And I just can't I can't wait to see you again and we're gonna do musical theater moment. Me too. This was so fun. I agree. This was a match made in heaven. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of That's a Gay Ass Podcast. I just wanted to give you one final thank you for being a part of this community. We have so many awesome listeners, and I just want you to know that I'm grateful for you, and I hope that you feel grateful to have this gay ass community. Have a great start to your Pride Month, and just take a breath right now to really lean into the love of it all. Okay, the second I did that, there was sirens and honking behind outside my apartment building. And that is just a beautiful symbol of where we're at. We're doing what we can. You're doing amazing, sweetie. I love you so much and happy pride. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.